Your best life is more rewarding when you become a member of Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can earn MyPlus rewards points for everyday purchases and banking activities. You even earn 3,000 MyPlus rewards points when you open your membership with Affinity Plus. MyPlus Rewards offers the potential to rack up major points and even bigger rewards. Use your points on vacation getaways, discounted rates on Affinity Plus car loans, gift cards from popular stores and restaurants, and cash back. Or pay those points forward with charitable donations. You've got a lot of great choices with Affinity Plus and MyPlus Rewards. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more about your MyPlus Rewards earning power. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guest is Sergeant Neil Dickinson, public information trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol. Uh, Sergeant Dickinson, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Good afternoon. Yeah. And it's been a while since the start of the new year, but we haven't seen you, so happy new year. Well, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully your holidays uh, went well for they both of you. Yeah. Good. Very much so. So uh, do I understand that you have some stats from 2019? I do. Um, we're talking fatality stats from 2019. The good news is they were down from 2018. 2018, mm-hmm. we had 381 fatalities. Last year, we had 364. Okay. So, I mean, it is a reduction, but, you know, we're looking at, we have 364 people that lost their lives on our roads mm-hmm. last year in Minnesota. You know, when Tom Nixon's with me, he works towards zero death. That's that's who he works for. It's a department through, or they're, they're affiliated with Department of Transportation um, here in Minnesota. And I like the slogan, towards zero death. That's, that's our goal. Mm-hmm. That's law enforcement's goal. We'd love to see that zero in, but we're trying uh, I don't know if we'll ever see that day, but but seeing a reduction in fatalities is is a step in that direction. And we have goals. Uh, we're, we're hopefully yeah. we're going to see that uh, continue over the next few years. Yeah, a reduction in these. Down. Now, with the st- uh, fatality statistics, do you also have associated with that some of the causes for the fatal crashes that go with that? I do. Um, we have a breakdown here. There was 27 fatalities known to be distraction related. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's quite a bit. And it's hard for a law enforcement officer to determine when they get to a scene of a serious injury or fatality crash, especially if the passenger, the occupants are seriously injured or, or killed. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have that information. So what officers do is they're going to look at cell phones. They're going to look at cell phone records. We're going to do our best to determine what happened, what caused this crash. So we know for sure there was 27 known distracted-related fatalities compared to 29 in 2018. So that's relatively the same. Okay. Now, when you're saying this to distracted driving, there's other distractions in the vehicle. Are these specifically use of handheld devices? I'm assuming that's where they're getting this information okay. from, okay. Right? right? But, again, we're never going to know, know sure. the, the true numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if somebody was eating or they were lost in a thought or they were Fidgeting looking the at radio, their phone yeah. or watching mm-hmm. something on their phone. We're never going to be able to prove that. That's why we think that's on the low end, you know, uh, that the 27. We think that's a lot higher, yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to prove it that. Yeah. Um, 71 were speed related. So that's that's one of the top. Continues to be an issue. It, it is, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's one thing that we really focus on is speeds. Yeah. Um, another thing we focus on is DWI arrests. Mm-hmm. Uh, 102 people lost their lives alcohol-related uh, crashes. Wow. 102 too many. That's 102. Absolutely. Uh, 123 in 2018. So, you know, we are seeing a reduction, but 100 people, that's, you know, that's, that's way too high. Mm-hmm. Talk about seatbelt use. 
72 people were killed because they weren't, or a contributed factor because they didn't have their seatbelts on. So another reduction we've seen from 2018, 72 people. And this is a decision that people make mm -hmm. on not wearing a seatbelt. Um, again, we, that's one thing we really look for. We look for that belt or that buckle that mm -hmm. shines in that light, right? Yep. It's easy for us to spot those. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing we're looking for. So again, we want to educate everybody on the importance of wearing seatbelts. That's what we're looking for. 44 motorcyclists. Um, again, that was a down, that was down from 58 in 2018. So, you know, we're seeing an increase in that. What I've seen in my career in the motorcycle fatalities is is the is a lot of them is where the the occupants, the rider, decide not to wear a helmet. Helmet, yeah. Mm. Um, a helmet can definitely help the motorcycle operator. So that's one thing that we're, even though it's not a law in Minnesota, we do encourage people to wear a helmet out mm -hmm. there. Eleven bicyclists compared to seven in 2018. 50 pedestrians compared to 45 in 2018. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, of those pedestrian fatalities, in, in my career, what I've investigated is it seems like the pedestrians were under the influence of something, too, majority mm, of them, really? where they're making poor decisions, crossing the street or crossing in the middle of a street, for instance, instead of using a marked crosswalk that, that we recommend everybody does. Mm -hmm. And then males versus females. What do you think, Tess? Who was dying at a higher rate, do you think? Females or males? I'm going to say females, and I don't want to, but I'm going to. I was going to guess males. And, Ken, you're correct. 235 <laughs> males versus 129 females. Wow. So I don't mm. know why. Um, I know when, when I talk to the new drivers, when they first get their permits, I give a presentation, mm -hmm. and it's 60% males versus 40% females, and it's pretty close to the stats there here yep. that we're seeing. And I asked the, the audience, you know, the, the high school kids, why? And I get all different types of answers is where girls are smarter. I've heard a few of that <laughs> in the past. Where boys or men maybe are more of a risk taker. I don't, we don't really have Showing any hard off, maybe, stats yeah. when it comes to that. But yeah. as you can see, more males are dying at a higher rate. So mm. uh, we're talking now, we break down into monthly uh, numbers for fatalities. And August is our highest number of fatals last year. There was 48 really? fatalities in August. Uh, January is, is kind of up there, 26. February 18, March 22, and uh, you can see the summer months. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going to get a lot of people on the roads. We see the speeds increasing. Yeah. Um, more motorcycles. More motorcyclists, yeah. absolutely. So there's, a, there's many different factors that come along with that. So, And then that's the reason why we do our extra enforcement campaigns. Yeah. And because we know these stats, and these are pretty consistent over the years. So our extra enforcement campaigns, we're always looking for this in law enforcement. We're always looking for these violations. That's what we do. But our distracted campaign uh, for distracted drivers is in April. Seatbelts is in May. May is kind of our focus on, on seatbelts. Speeds, June through July. Because, like I said, we see an increase in our speeds because the roads are in good shape. Mm -hmm. um, Hands-free. Uh, that one's going to be August 1st through the 8th. So that, that comes in uh, to play with distracted driving. So DWIs, we seem to always have extra enforcement on the weekends. I, I know with the state patrol, right. statewide, there's always extra Overtime shifts for officers that want to work and, and get the impaired drivers off the roads. Seatbelts is kind of our September time. That's that's we focus on that. Um, but again, we're always out looking. I was for just going to say these are just a little extra enforcement. These are extra enforcement. We're going to have extra officers on the road, just yep. you know, on top of your standard uh, um, rotation of officers that are on the road. The sad part to me, as you talk about the uh, fatalities and the reasons why, and I think in the back of my head, every one of those things are preventable. Those they people are. could have buckled up. They could have put the phone away. 
You don't have to drink and drive. Right. You know, all of those things, those decisions we make as individuals, we talk about taking that personal responsibility, it all ties back to doing that. It it does. And avoiding those things. Don't speed. Don't drive, uh, you know, right. um, I want to say aggressively. And I've seen it myself. It happens. People are in a hurry and they're trying to pass. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? You know? Just chill. And, and, you know, the sad part of that is is we're sharing the road with, with these folks that, that drive aggressive or make poor decisions. So not only it's affecting drive, absolutely, yeah. not only it's affecting them, it's affecting their passengers. It's affecting us, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that are sharing the road with these people. So I think that's very, very important. What we do in law enforcement is to get these cars stopped and educate them before they do hurt somebody or, or, or someone else mm-hmm. or themselves type of thing. So that's why we do what we do. And, and uh, I always hear it all the time. Well, we don't see you guys very often. Well, we're trying, right? That's we're we're out there doing what we can out here, and, and uh, we can't be everywhere all the time. But uh, right. here, uh, if you do see some aggressive driving that comes through, mm-hmm. um, somebody passes you, or somebody's all over the the road, call us, call nine one one. And it, and a lot of people have that stigma. Well, it's not real. It's not an emergency. Well, it can be. That's what I tell people. Yeah. Call it in, report it, get a dry, uh, license plate for us, give their dispatcher your location. That's going to get aired out to not only the state patrol, for instance, comes over our channel. We all monitor each other, and we help each other out. So we're going to do what we can to get that car stopped. Yeah. And keeping in mind, too, if you're seeing someone doing the weaving, it may not be that they're intoxicated. They might be having a medical issue. Absolutely. And they need help. They you need know, help. So. Yeah. Or tired. We're seeing yep. fatigued oh, drivers yeah. out there as well. So there's many different factors. But that, that, that car needs to be stopped. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to find out what's going on with the driver. Very good. Yeah. Um, commercial vehicles uh, is another area we need to talk about, too. It is. Um, when... We respond to a commercial motor vehicle versus a pedestrian vehicle or a, a passenger car, usually out on the freeways or on our, our state highways, county roads. Um, it's a lot of times it's going to be a serious injury, injury, serious injury or fatality crash because of the sheer mass the commercial motor vehicles have. Mm-hmm. An 80,000 pound vehicle, a commercial motor vehicle traveling at 55, 55 miles an hour needs 335 feet to come to a complete stop. Wow. So that's more than a football field. So you increase that speed of a commercial motor vehicle now at 65 miles an hour, that's 525 feet to come to a stop. Man. I talked to the truck drivers uh, um, over the years and they wanted me to get the message out to the motoring public that please be careful around the, the big trucks because mm-hmm. they can't stop like we can right. in, a, in a passenger vehicle. And I hear it. They pull out in front of us or they'll do a, a lane or a passing and they'll pull right in front of us at freeway or highway speeds and it becomes so dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you put slippery roads into the equation here with snow and ice and that really increases that stopping distance of these commercial motor vehicles. So let's all do our part. And if you see the big trucks and you think you could probably mm-hmm. maybe pull out in front of them, don't take the chance. Give them space. Give them space. Yeah. Let them let them do their jobs. Mm-hmm. The majority of the commercial motor vehicle operators that I've seen and talked to, they're professional drivers. Yeah, of course. And they yeah. tell me you should see the violations that we see on the road. <laughs> I'll bet. From the hands-free to <laughs> uh, reading uh, magazines while they're driving. Yeah. They get a great view. A great view from up above. So, Absolutely. So just be aware of that. Just be careful around the commercial motor vehicles. Very good. We should also just mention here as we head for the extravaganza that uh, there will be extra enforcement. And I know uh, the State Patrol is always there to help with the traffic issues. 
But don't you always look for DWI after a big tournament like this as well? Absolutely. We know there's going to be a lot of people that come up to this uh, event here. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a huge event that's put on. Um, just a reminder, we still have the Highway 371 Extra Enforcement Project going on in, a, in, a, in an effort to reduce crashes mm-hmm. um, on Highway 371, which has been effective. Um, I don't have the actual numbers, but just talking to the local troopers here in the Brainerd area. Oh, they're Ta- out there. Tom Nixon from Toward Zero Death. It's yep. It's been a very success, successful program, and that's something that uh, we're going to continue to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we're going to see a lot of people coming into the to the Brainerd Lakes area for this event. And uh, just a reminder to everybody, um, extra enforcement out again, not just uh, State Patrol. Sheriff's Department, they have snowmobile patrol as well. Our DNR uh, game wardens will be out in force, Mm -hmm. making sure everybody's behaving themselves, right? Right. Not driving under the influence, and that includes snowmobiles, ATVs. Mm -hmm. Um, You can still get a DWI on those things. Yes, you can. So be careful. We want everybody to have a great time up here, but be responsible. Make good decisions. Absolutely. Plan ahead. One other thing we should uh, talk about is the uh, new IDs. Now, I understand... You have uh, kind of a message because uh, people tend to procrastinate. Can I say that? Yeah, like I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just a uh, a media release went out from the Department of Public Safety and the Department of Vehicle Services that, and I'm not sure how many people know this, but starting October 1st of 2020, which is, what, nine months away, for instance, um, Minnesotans will not be able to use their standard driver's license or ID card to board a domestic flight. Or enter a federal facility like a military base, for instance. Instead, they're going to need a real ID, um, enhanced driver's license, or an ID card, passport or passport card, or another acceptable form of ID for federal purposes. So, you got to ask yourself: If I don't fly, if I don't have, to, if I'm not going anywhere on domestic flights, and I don't go into mili- military f- facilities, or I don't plan on going into Canada or Mexico. A standard driver's license is basically all you need. You're good. You're good to go. But... The next <laughs> license that, that you can get, and, and Ken showed me, uh, he has an enhanced one now, mm-hmm. um, the real ID. So basically what the real ID or driver's license allows someone to do, it's your standard driver's license or ID. That lets you now board domestic flights mm-hmm. without a passport or an ID or a passport card. Okay. So if you don't want to deal with the passport situations, that's for you, a real ID. Okay. Now, you get into the enhanced driver's license or ID card. Now, that's kind of like the Cadillac of driver's licenses. <laughs> okay. That's going to get you um, access to domestic flights without passports um, or ID cards. And now you can enter Canada or Mexico by having your advanced um, ID card or driver's license. So Just all those the, two countries or like, to, yes. like any international yes. flights? Okay. No, it's those two countries. Those two right, countries right. If, okay. if you want to go overseas, you still need still a passport. Still need a passport, gotcha. right. Okay. So um, Department of Vehicle Services uh, want, encourages people to, if you know you're going to need a real ID or you want an advanced dri- um, driver's license or ID, pre-apply. You can go online. Now you don't have to sit in line at your uh, deputy registrar and it's going to take a while probably to get this process. So you can get a lot of your application done online and cut the time down of the wait. Plus, it helps everybody else in line kind of move a little quicker mm-hmm. as well. Right. Great information. You can pre-apply online. That's drive.mn.gov. Drive.mn.gov. So if you know you're going to want one of these other driver's licenses mm-hmm. or enhanced driver's license, go on there. It's full of information for people. And, and what's the beauty of it, if you go on there, you can apply early, too. 
So let's say your driver's license doesn't expire. You can go on there and apply and get a new one, and now that's going to use that date now four years uh, down the road. So you're not going to lose out on any time on when your driver's license expires. Okay. If that oh, makes any sense. It does, yeah. I yeah. see what you're saying. Sure. So so this is a great time is what Department of Public Safety and DVS is saying. Mm-hmm. If you know you're going to need this, don't wait until the, that deadline because uh, they'd like to get this processed and get that information out for the folks so they get it at a more timely rate. All right, time to get the Cadillac. Get the Cadillac. <laughs> so it all depends on what you intend to do. Yeah. So. But like Ken has the enhanced, right? As he can, he's good to go now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said you just use it, and it, and it worked uh, on well on on a, on a flight. Yes, indeed. There you go. And like you say, after that October date, uh, if you don't want to carry a passport with you all the time to board mm-hmm. a flight or go to Canada or Mexico, then uh, you know just it's a great it, option. Yeah. yeah. Just yep. get it. Probably your yeah. best exactly. Best and there's some documents the that you need, and and uh, yeah. if you go to that website. It's going to let you know what you need. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, the website's probably the best place to go if you have any questions. Yeah. Okay. Again, that was drive.mn.gov. You got it. Very yes. good. Hitting that up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, well, Sergeant Dickinson, thanks again for being here today. And stay safe on the roads, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sergeant Neil Dickinson is the public information trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We also remind you that our Community Focus programs are available to listen to at your leisure anytime. Just go to our website at 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And keep in mind, too, you can always listen to it through our free downloadable app powered by Cuyuna, Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.